think I just kind of came to the realization, wow, I really enjoy this. And, you know, and actually building a company together with my team gives my life meaning. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Tuesday, which means this is our hashtag one big idea episode. In these episodes, you'll hear some of the best big ideas from incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. Here we go. Sangram here, and welcome back to Flip My Funnel podcast. Uh, I'm here today with a really amazing person. His name is Godard Abel. He, uh, he has done a whole lot of things just to give everybody a, you know, just an overview. Like He is the co-founder and executive chairman at G2 Crowd. He was the CEO at Steelbrick that went to the acquisition. Salesforce acquired it. Prior to that, he has been on Oracle advisory board. He was a co-founder CEO for, of Big Machines for 11 years. And I can go on and on, but he has been someone that has been there, done that so many more times. So one of the reasons I wanted him to be on this podcast is because there are listeners today as part of the Flip My community where, where they're trying to figure out the big question that I've been asking is, you know, why do some companies, or better yet, why do some leaders make it that and others don't? And I would love, 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 uh, Godard, your view on it. But before we get into it, please share a little bit more kind of details, history around you, who you are, what excites you, and we'll jump right into the podcast. Sure. Yeah. So I'm, uh, no, I love being an entrepreneur and I've built three companies to date. And you know, the first one was a company called Big Machines. I started way back in 2000, but it was doing on-demand or cloud-based sales configuration coding software. And that was a long entrepreneurial journey. And frankly, I remember almost failing in 2003, but ultimately the company succeeded and you know, it was bought by Oracle. And today it's you know, kind of the Oracle CPQ cloud. And then we, you know, shortly after we started another, or I got involved with another CPQ company called Steelbrick. And, you know, we scaled that company very rapidly. It's now part of Salesforce. And now we're building really our third company, G2 Crowd, which is the leading enterprise software review platform. And, you know, so it's kind of fun to be on another entrepreneurial journey today. Man, that is so amazing. And, and these are all like big, gigantic challenges or problems that, that you have undertaken. And they're not all in the same field. Quite honestly, it's like completely different. Like when I think about G2 Crowd and, and the business model and everything that you have up there versus you, what you might have in the CPQ business, sounds like it's, it's a lot different. So, so the question really is, regardless of what industry you are in or what profession you are in, you know, are there common characteristics for companies and leaders that make it and others don't? I, I think there definitely are. And I think one of the nice things, you know, when Steelbrook was bought by Salesforce, I had a chance to work for Mark Benioff for a little bit over a year in Salesforce. And I think I really saw also how he did it. And and I think, you know, like you, I love entrepreneurship. I'm always talking to other entrepreneurs. And uh, so I, I do think there are some themes that I've seen in successful companies. All right. Well, let's, uh, I'd love to hear, you know, if you have, you have some of them, like, let's just rattle it off and let's dig in each one sure. of them a little bit. Yeah. And I came up with really five key success factors for companies. And I kind of came up with three P's and two A's. All right. And the three P's, I would say first is passion. Second is persistence. Third is pacing. And then the two A's are alignment and authenticity. 
Wow. Alignment and authenticity. Like this is, I like, I, I would love to dig into the two A's before we get into the three P's, if you will. Like, tell me a little bit why, why, especially like, I, I think I kind of understand the alignment a little bit, but authenticity. And, and what do you mean by that? And authenticity, I think it's really genuinely connecting with other humans. And, and I think in the startup world, one of the things I love most about entrepreneurship is I've made great friends through my work and through building companies. And, and frankly, some of my employees, for example, Matt Gorniak, you know, he was my head of sales at Big Machines. And then he came with me to Steelbrick and also helped me found G2 Crowd. But he and I have been working together for about 12 years now. But we also became great friends, you know, wow. through work. Yep. And I think, but I think the same thing. I mean, there's so many customers I've met that I've built great relationships with. What I'm thinking of is Lars Nielsen, and he was our customer at Big Machines when he was at ArcSite, which was then bought by HP. <laughs> so he became our great Big Machines customer. But then when we were building Steelbrick, you know, Lars was over at Cloudera building a new company, and he became our best customer again. Wow. And and so I think it's been great for business, but Lars and I are also great friends now and love having beers together. And, and I think this, but I think, and, and a lot of our team as well, I really build great authentic relationships with. And I think about it, you know, from Big Machines, we brought over 100 people out of Oracle, then into Steelbrick and now Salesforce. And the core team at G2 Crowd are also all people that, you know, we'd work together at Big Machines. And, and I think really having, you know, those tight relationships and authenticity. And I think it kind of took me a while to learn that, but I worked with a coach on my consciousness. And, uh, but ultimately I found it, you know, to be most, the most rewarding thing, the authenticity gives my life meaning, but it's also very effective. And, and one thing I, I heard a Steve Jobs interview recently, one of the interesting things Steve Jobs said, he said, hey, whenever I ask somebody for help, they always help me. Yeah. And there are those, you know, those great stories when he reached out, I think it was to Bill Hewlett from Hewlett Packard when he was a kid and yep. asked him to send them some semiconductor parts and he yeah. did it. And I think I've found the same thing as an entrepreneur. If you authentically ask people for help, they'll usually help you. And that's really what you need when you're building a business. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it kind of transcends that. I think that notion you just mentioned, it's so clear. Like if, like literally even this interview, I think most people probably, you know, it literally like three days or four days ago, I put it on LinkedIn, like, hey, look, I want to interview a few people that are, they they have been there, done that, and actually can share some wisdom to everybody else around like, why do certain companies make it and others don't? And immediately there were like, you know, about 50 or 70 comments on it. And you were mentioned multiple times, which is, which led us to talk right now. So like, I think asking for help is such a, such a really remarkably good thing to do. And regardless of what your profession is, and even if you're an entrepreneur or not, I think that is something that everybody needs to learn to do. And just sometimes just say, look, I don't know. I don't know the answer to the question. I need to find out and I need help. So I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah. No, and I think authentically asking for help, I think it's just human nature. You know, I think we all want to help each other and share our human experience. And then I think some entrepreneurs might get lost where they want to put on some air or try to be somebody they're not yeah. versus just authentically you know, reaching out to someone saying, hey, I need your help. That is beautiful. So let's dive into the three P's, passion, persistence, and pacing. I think there's some big idea there. Yeah, and I think passion and you know what amazed me at Salesforce and obviously now, you know, Salesforce is a ten billion dollar plus company. And you know, maybe I thought, hey, maybe Mark Benioff isn't so excited anymore. But I think, you know, having a chance to be in meetings with him, obviously everyone sees him at Dreamforce, but he's still his passion is still the fuel that drives the whole company. And and I think, you know, I think in my own companies, I think that's something I also try to bring every day, right? And take good care of myself so I can bring that passion. Because if the leaders of the company 
don't bring that every day, the company won't feel it. And But I am just amazed, again, Mark Benioff, 25,000 people, and his passion can still drive the whole team. That is beautiful. You know, that that reminds me, I think me and my co-founder, Eric, you know, we were in one of the meetings internally uh, here at Terminus. And we, um, I remember that day very clearly that for whatever reason, we both were exhausted. We, I think we were like fundraising and things like that. So we were just exhausted. It was a team meeting uh, with the exact extended executive leadership team. And we just realized that because we looked exhausted and we felt exhausted, mm-hmm. we pretty much like this, the, the energy level in the room just disappeared. Uh, like, you know, we right. could literally see that. And, and it, that was a great reminder. Right after that meeting, we both huddled up and said, Never again, ever, we're going to do that to our team. It was the, you know, that's not, and if either one of us, we would rather not attend the meeting, let's cancel the meeting, or one of us needs to kind of get the other person up and going. We would never, ever do that again. Yeah. No, and I think that's a great lesson as entrepreneurs. I think you got to pace yourself and have that energy so that, you know, because if you're going to have the meeting, you got to bring the passion and otherwise don't have the meeting. And sounds like that's, that's what you learned as well. Big time. So talk, talk to me about pacing. What, what do you mean by that? And pacing, and actually, I just you know, mentioned personal pacing, and certainly everyone says it, right? But it's a marathon. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have this vision of you know Silicon Valley entrepreneurship. You're pulling all nighters, and you know you're just kind of grinding twenty four by seven. But frankly, that's not going to last multiple years. And I think any significant business. I mean, my first company it took over eleven years to go from start to exit, and and I think it's a long journey. So you got to pace yourself. And then the other pacing, I think, is with investment. And I think. Yeah, and some people, frankly, they they will take on too much money and spend it too fast. And I think it's and actually I did that with my first company, Big Machines. I started at the tail end of the dot com era. First year we raised over twenty million dollars. And then frankly, we burned through almost all of it. So that by two thousand three we were almost bankrupt. And really what I did wrong in hindsight is, you know, I kind of kept spending, I kept building sales teams, I kept marketing, although I wasn't getting the traction. And in some ways that may seem obvious. But I kind of had to learn it the hard way. Whereas with Steelbrick, you know, we had a very different experience. I remember I first got involved with Steelbrick in 2013, and we had the smallest booth in the back at Dreamforce. And the whole Salesforce ecosystem, that was our entire go-to-market. But we started small and started winning customers like Cloudera. And then, you know, I remember two years later, we had the biggest booth at Dreamforce, and we spent $2 million, we spent $2 million on the event. But it was a great move, you know, because we got 30,000 scans. But we had the momentum. We had the infrastructure. And we had the revenue. And so I think the key is, you know, knowing when it's the right moment to go big and knowing when it's the right moment to, to really save, save your resources for, for the day when you are ready. But I think that's something a lot of companies get wrong. Yeah. Is, is there a personal like process? Like I'm, as I'm listening to you, uh, I can't help but think about like, man, like, you know, you, you, you mentioned about, you know, what, what went wrong. The first time you're doing thing and then you learn something and now you started in an entirely different way. And now you're on your third really amazing success company going on. You know, when you kind of look at all these three, you know, things that have happened with you, what is it that that you feel has kept you kind of focused on like, you know, not letting it go and making it happen and have the energy and the passion and persistence and all these things uh, that obviously make things happen? I think it's probably self-awareness. And actually, I remember after you know, Big Machines, I, I took some time off and really reflected on what do I really want to do with my life. And, and I think having a little bit of time off actually helped me realize, wow, I do really love building companies. 
Yeah. You know, and even obviously some days it sucks, right? You're flying <laughs> on red eyes and you feel tired and you're like, Hey, why am I doing this again? Yeah. But I think I just kind of came to the realization, wow, I really enjoy this. And, you know, and actually building a company together with my team gives my life meaning and taking good care of my customers. And it's also been exciting. A lot of our team has really grown with me. Their careers have gotten better. Yeah. They've made more and more money. They've had more and more success. They've progressed in their lives. But I think just having an overarching sense of meaning that, hey, I'm doing this for something bigger. And and I think that's that's what allows you to keep going. Yeah, I love that, man. I think we, uh, we you know, Terminus, we are... Uh, we have this core value that we started to kind of really focus and talk about called one team. And it mm. really came out of, uh, you know, an offsite we were having and some of the conversations we were having about marketing or sales or customer success. And, and it literally came to heads where it's like one team, like hashtag one team. And we, we really started mm. to rally around that idea. Like, look, we are one team. It's no longer about like having different you know, metrics and measurements, if it doesn't help us get where we all collectively want to go, then we need to learn to sacrifice some of our stuff for the betterment of the entire team, because it will be the better thing to do for the company. So how do we move from this siloed approach of like, well, what's for marketing, what's for sales versus what is the best thing for the company? And and I hear now people in the in, in meetings and others, they would as soon as somebody hit gets to that point, and we all inevitably get to that, right? We are thinking about our teams and our areas and our focus and individual roles. And somebody would just literally say, hey, hashtag one team, let's get this back. Like, what is the purpose? Why are we doing this? And when I hear you talk about the relationships you have built, the relationships you have grown, the teams that you have continued to build and seeing them grow, and even customers now, they're like your friends, which is amazing, right? That's the best part of all of it. I wonder how much of like this mentality of one team really has to be the core of every company in order to for them to grow. Yeah, and, and Sangram, I think that's a great point you made. And I, I think that's really what I'm talking about also with alignment. Yeah. And recently, I was already also reading about Elon Musk. Yeah, because obviously an entrepreneur, I think he's the, the non plus ultra. <laughs> yeah. You know, I had no idea how, you know, now he's doing the boring company just as a <laughs> as kind of a fun side project. Yeah. But I think someone asked him, like, Elon, how the hell do you do this? And I think he then talks about vector alignment, yeah. which I think is very much like your one team concept. You know, he talks about the key is all the vectors. So all the energy, all the people in your company, they have to be flowing in one direction. And only with that, you know, are you able to move so fast and create such impact? But it's a hard thing to do, especially if you have a lot of smart, motivated people. And it sounds like that's what happened to your team meeting. And you know, one team thinks, hey, we should go left. The other team thinks we should go right. And then I think it's important, you know, we talk about discoursing and, but hey, disagree, but then then commit, right? Commit to one direction, one alignment. And, uh, but I think that that is extremely crucial. And also thinking about Salesforce, and I know you work there, you know, Mark Benioff, he was the V2 mom. Yep. And I certainly as a very explicit alignment that every employee every year creates their own V2 mom, but it all has to align to Mark's V2 mom for the whole company. And I think that way he ensures that you know all the vectors at Salesforce are going in, in one direction. That's awesome. So Gorad, just to kind of, you know, get bring this back and and recap, I love the big idea. The big idea from from this particular podcast is the three P's and two A's. Nobody has still given me something so concise and so direct to kind of take away. So the three P's are passion, persistence, and pacing. Two A's are alignment and authenticity. And that is something that you can't fake. And if if you have these three, you know, three P's and two A's, there's a good chance that you have the characteristics to build uh, not a, not only a great organization, but 
but more importantly, great team, great relationships, and great great friendships uh, that will last a lifetime. So, Godard, thank you so much for being on the podcast, and look forward to chatting with you more. Yeah, thanks for having me, Sundram. Flip My Funnel is on a mission to build the largest and most engaged community of B2B professionals in the world. Join the movement at flipmyfunnel.com. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.